Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, joined, as always, by a increasingly deliriously tired <laughs> Susan Miller-Degnan. How's it going, Susan? Good. How are you, David? Pretty good. Uh, it is the... It's not National Signing Day. We well, still don't really have a catchy name for it, but it, it is the first well day be. of the early signing period. Uh, it is, we're rapidly approaching 8 o'clock. I've been up since uh, 7 in the morning. Susan's been up since like 4 a.m. Um, Not that early. 4.15, <laughs> 4.15, 4.20. Uh, to handle everything that went down today for Miami. Um, all in all, it's kind of a weird day to define for Miami, so we're going to try to break it down, the good, the bad, and the ugly of uh, – the first day of the early signing period because all in all, Miami has the like number sixteen class, seventeen, eighteen, depending on where you look. Um, the consensus top twenty class, eighteen guys in the class, or eighteen guys signed. They still have one unsigned player. Um, we'll talk about that later on. Um, Ten of those guys are four star prospects according to twenty four seven Sports composite rankings. Um, considering they went six and six, that's pretty good. Uh, but Very today. Good. Didn't necessarily go well for Miami, other than the fact oh. that they got 18, those 18, 18 of the 19 guys signed, they lost a commitment, and then they didn't add anyone new. Uh, we will get that to that stuff, though, later on in the episode, but we'll start with the good, because ultimately, I think positive, maybe not today was positive, but the class is positive for Miami, like I said. Uh, a lot of blue chip guys, you know, to win championships in college football, you got to have over 50% on that blue chip ratio and, and this class so far, 10 out of 18 and has you there. Um, right. A lot of talent and particularly on offense, which continues to be the issue for Miami. They got a a pretty important infusion, most notably with the two South Florida running backs, Don Chaney jr. uh, Top 50 prospect from Belen Jesuit and, Jalen Knighton, who's like a borderline top 100 guy from Deerfield Beach. Um, it's maybe the best running back class in the country that anyone has. Yeah, very, I mean, really, really good running back class. And I, you know, I, I love the idea that that Donald Cheney Jr., mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, I guess, the prize, you keep saying, right? Yeah, he's class. the top-ranked guy in the class. Right. He's a local top-ranked player in Miami-Dade County this cycle. I love that he's, you know, he's, you know, been rah-rah for the Canes mm-hmm. since the beginning, which is very nice. It's very nice. And and that he really appreciates having another running back in there with him. Yeah, he was um, always Jaylen pretty Knighton. active. Yeah, he really... Whether I, it was Jalen Knighton or, or Henry Parrish, who's uh, another high-profile running back from Columbus that Miami, you know, looked around with a little bit. He wanted to get that second guy in. And, Which and that's is really loaded, awesome. Yeah. And that's already I, a loaded running backs room if all these guys stick around. DJ Dallas, Cam Harris, not, yeah, Lorenzo very Lingard nice. potentially, if he ever can get healthy. Like, There's a lot of talent in there. That's like the least of Miami's concerns right now. Right, right. Uh, I mean, DJ, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think right. we're all waiting to mm-hmm. see. And, um, and Lorenzo also is kind of an interesting... Yeah, I mean, person only because he's been injured or he's never really and been given Burns. that much of a chance. Yeah. And Robert Burns also, who, in the Duke game. Who, yeah. yeah, scored his first touchdown. And so I, it's great. You have to. You can never have too many running backs. You can't. You can never they have too can, many guys at every like. 
that's when well, Miami, you want these at punished. every, yeah, and you, you want it to look like that at every position. You know, it's not we possible, do. but you, the great team, you know, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, they always have four or five, six you have to have former four-star four running, running backs. backs. Like, oh, you have to, and they and somebody always gets injured. They yeah. do every every year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and during the season, you know, during the season, at different times, and mm-hmm. it's it's very important. And um, yeah, they did very well there. The 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 good, you know, the Jalen Rivers. The yeah, that's probably the other biggest. It honestly might just be the single biggest addition because of the position he plays. Jalen Rivers, four-star tackle from... Four-star tackle. Uh, Orange Park, Oakleaf, the alma mater of Shaq. Shaquille Quarterman. Quarterman, Shaq, and, yep, one of two Oakleaf guys. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's that was a really big one to get the blue-chip tackle. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt, along with the... The nice quarterback they got, and mm-hmm. there there's another offensive lineman, another tackle. He will play tackle. And he's yeah, yeah. They got really two real big. tackles, which is important. You know, Jalen Rivers is you know six six three thirty one. Um, right. doesn't look three thirty one. Like it's all, pretty much all good weight. Um, and he's a guy who, you know, they have all five starting offensive linemen returning, but that's going to be open competition. He's going to have a really good chance to get on the field. Chris Washington, the other one, uh, what is he, 6'7", Seven, 273, they have him listed at. Um, project, even if Butch Berry won't call him that. You know, he's a guy who right. was, just has the physical build, like if he puts it all together, that's an NFL left tackle. But right now, you know, he's, he's probably not getting on the field right away. Um, you know, he's a project. It's kind of a funny story how they actually found him. This is according to his coach at Overtown High School in in Nashville. Uh, the draft was in Nashville this year, the NFL draft, and he went up on stage to like present one of the Titans. His team went on stage to present like one of the Titans picks, and I guess uh, uh, Jorge Baez, the I don't know what his uh, George Baez. I, 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 I don't know his title now, like personnel guy or director of football ops, something like that. Um, he uh, saw him on stage and was like, oh, this guy looks kind of interesting. So he told Butch Berry about him. And it sounds like this happened at a lot of um, schools because it was right around then that, you know, Virginia Tech offered him. Um, Ole Miss got interested. Like, he, he's, a, he's a real project. It's, it's you know, he's going to get, I think, compared to Zion Nelson um, last year, a similar guy, like skinny, tall. Didn't have a ton of offers, but it's a little bit different. Zion, they pulled, you know, he was committed to Appalachian State. Whereas um, Chris Washington's a, a guy that, you know, SEC schools thought about. Yeah. So he's, he's a just, guy. I just hope, it just seems like, you know, the the offensive lineman in the last few years, no matter how much, no matter how much they were touted yeah. and how many stars they had and how they started out, you know, seemingly really good, right. just kind of fizzle. Yeah, haven't know? been developed uh, well enough. Yeah. But but these I, are real tackles, which is kind of the difference, right? We, they've, they've they recruited just need a them lot to of be guards. real good tackles. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that on offense, I mean, they got yeah. two good wide receivers, which, you know, help Michael Redding. The third is you know, a good athlete. Um, Dazalyn, Dazalyn Warsham, sorry, um, was – 
a former Alabama commit. I think he has the chance to be a pretty good slot guy, um, just very productive wide receiver. And then Xavier Estrepo um, is an athlete who just produces anywhere you put him. I, we were going through our mm-hmm. all-county stuff um, he did play the other day, and he was like or... 8 of 12 as a passer. Like he, yeah. he's, he's just a guy who does everything, plays a lot of safety. They, they, he's a wide receiver, though, here. Um, so there'll be guys I think that potentially get on the field early. You know, Tyler Van Dyke will be in the quarterback competition. Oh, and the, and let's, the running yeah, backs. Let's talk if about DJ it. Dallas leaves, one of the running backs will, has a chance to get on the field. And, and there's room for a wide receiver to play too. And then plus Jalen Rivers will uh, but, be in the competition. But let's I think. just finish it. I mean, let's just talk about quickly the quarterback. I mean, they got a quarterback. Yeah, they, they, they need, need to, to get, get that every year, right? Every, every year, year you want to get a, a guy who has a chance to be a starting quarterback one day. Yeah, but this guy, right? You. It, He's, He's good. I mean, real good. He, the only time I saw him play in person was at Paradise Camp, and he was awesome. I mean, he made all the throws. Of course, it's a seven-on-seven seven, um, situation, so it's, it's not real bad. But he, he's good. I mean, I, I, I remember when they offered him uh, probably about a year ago. I, I watched his highlights, and I was like, oh, this guy looks pretty good. He's got a really strong arm. Um, and I think he's got the you know the, the right kind of personality, which is obviously a huge part of it. I wonder if he's you know whenever they list these heights, mm-hmm. I automatically take an inch off. Yeah. So it says he's six three two fifteen. So I'm figuring he's six two maybe. Yeah, he's big enough. <laughs> big enough. Yeah. Um, I guess on defense, we'll, we'll touch on some of that. Uh, maybe they, you know they they kind of Chance Williams is a potential stud. Defensive end, you know, Miami has no yes. problem producing defensive ends, and he has, you know, he's a top 100 recruit in the country. Like, he's potentially the next guy. Quentin Williams is a really good athlete, too. Um, they got two linebackers. both of, And the big thing, the linebackers remind me of this. 13 of these 18 guys who signed are early enrolling, which will just oh, that's add a lot of depth right that's away. That's fabulous. In particular, that the linebacker spot made me think of it because – Zach McLeod is going to be one of the starting linebackers, but that other stop spot is wide open, and and those guys will be in the competition just by virtue of getting on campus this early. Yeah, they absolutely will, and you know it's interesting they have they actually got more defensive players. Yeah, they did get ten to eight offensive mm-hmm. players. It's just yeah, a lot of safeties, a lot of defensive linemen. Safeties, yep. Kind of came up short on a cornerback is another spot. They only got one cornerback here. And, you know, they could bring their entire cornerbacks group back if Trajan Bandy returns. But, um, you know, that group was up and down. You, you, you wanted to add a little more talent there. Should we pivot to the bad of National Signing Day? Because that's what everyone wants bad, to focus the on. The bad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, they only lost. They I lost, mean, they, 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 did, they lost one player who, who had been committed. Yeah. I think, the, I think they, the, the they big, expected that today, but yeah, that was kind That's of a it. yesterday thing, weird, right. or last weekend, actually. So I, I guess the, uh, like I said, they got 18 guys signed. Half of those guys are really good. You know, more than half are really good. Half of those guys are four-star prospects or better. But we are now in year three of the early signing period. Uh, 2018 was mm-hmm. the first. Class of 2018, so 2017 right. was the True. first time they did this. They have not, in any of these three years, added on the early signing day, added a new four-star or five-star prospect. So someone they who have, maybe was was, was thinking of another school or the where they were day. still deciding. They maybe, 
Yeah. There has been a consistency of not finishing well, uh, and it continued today. You kept most of your class intact, which is great, but, you know, they were in it with Justin Flo for a long time, the five-star linebacker from California. And he picked Oregon today and, and did the fake toward the Miami hat. They were in it with Keyshawn Green. I think they thought they had Keyshawn Green. He decommitted from Florida State while he was on his visit um, December 6th, December 7th, something like that. And then he commits yeah, they, to Nebraska they, while he's on well, an they, official they visit this them. weekend. I mean, what, what, it's like, what, did, what do you expect when they they lose to FIU? Yeah, but then he commits to Nebraska. It's a Went five and seven this, this year. This is true. They lose to Duke. Jaden Francois, who they yeah. t- hosted Nebraska. for an official visit this last yeah. weekend, committed to Nebraska. You're right. Five. Those and are seven. their two. The like two the big, most realistic. You know, Flo was always kind of a long shot. You know, he had, was a West Coast guy who was really you know Oregon, USC, and then Clemson. Who's Clemson? Um, right. But Keyshawn Green is from Florida, from the Panhandle, and. You lose him to Nebraska, and he's a guy that would have potentially been a starting linebacker next year. Jaden Francois is from South Dade High School right here in Homestead, who was committed to Miami twice, who was on the official visit this weekend. His teammate, fellow four-star safety Keyshawn Washington, is going to Miami, signed with Miami, will be on campus That's really in weird. a couple weeks. As, as Barry he Jackson as Barry tweeted, well, at least... <laughs> At least then they 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 save the agony of him entering the transfer yeah. portal when Miami yeah, didn't I mean, win. There's obviously like myriad reasons for um, guys not wanting to go to Miami. You know, every case is different, and it's something Manny talked about today specifically when asked about uh, some of the struggles recruiting offensive line. But you got to do better, right? Like that's the class is good. The class could have been very good with those couple guys and it could have been great if you you know there's a couple you know if you get Justin Flo if you get Darnell Washington who seems like maybe signed today kept it a secret and is going to announce at the Under Armour game next month um, yeah plus just see the the allure for other kids of mm-hmm. when somebody special yeah you know wants your school and and you're waiting you know you're watching on TV or something and then they they pick the hat, yeah. you know. That somebody major. It, it, I think it also gets other kids. Yeah, it's like the excited. national. Like the Jaden Francois story today was one of you know one of the biggest stories of the day. It kicked off the whole morning pretty much. It was not supposed to be at nine a.m. Went off till ten. There was a. But his father wanted him to go to Auburn, right? Or no, sorry, I'm talking Jaden Francois. The uh, oh, oh 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 the, the defensive ta- back. I'm talking. Like it's, that's gotcha. a guy who he wasn't a nationally televised, but it came became the national story in the morning. What was happening with this kid who kind of disappeared for half an hour during his signing ceremony? Right. And if you were watching the Periscope, just because you were like, "What's going on?" At the end of the day, you see a kid from Miami pick Nebraska over Miami, and like kind of you know do the fake hat thing with my like. There's. You know, There's something with the not finishing. What's the backstory on that? He was committed to Miami twice, decommitted twice. Just never really kind of felt it here in Miami. I mean, they're waiting the... I mean, it's all kind of hearsay and and speculation, but what I heard was that there was uh, a rumor that a Nebraska coach was leaving and he wanted to get some more clarity. He was never... So today, he was never going to change his mind and commit to Miami today. The difference is going to be, was he going to wait until, like, Friday and think about it more? Like, he almost wow. didn't sign today. At one point, wow. they took his name plate off the table where all the guys were signing. 
he went out into the hallway, and then at, actually after they started the ceremony, he walked back out, and they reset him back up there. So every year there's there's always one. Every year there's something strange. Mothers running on uh-huh. and grabbing the letter of intent. Yeah, the Alex Collins one was oh, one that yeah. people were talking about today, I that one. thinking about it. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's you got to finish, right? That's the that's what takes. Very good classes and makes them great classes. It really helps. I agree. Not even just, yeah, I mean, from the momentum standpoint of it, but also just, like, a lot of the good players wait until the last minute to decide. Like, guys want to be part of the spectacle, and if you're losing out on the last days, it speaks to someone up with how you can sell your program. Yeah, definitely. And it's just self-perpetuating. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's bad. Not, uh, other yeah. bad, they needed more than two offensive linemen, and, and Manny outright said we're going to look in the transfer portal for an offensive lineman. They needed more than two guys. They were, you know, they brought an alignment in for an official visit uh, earlier this month, like who stuck by a Louisville commitment. So there's, they need an offensive lineman. They probably need they another cornerback. They only got one guy in the class, and again missed out on Francois. It was like a hybrid DB. Safety cornerback. Um, it there's there's still clear holes in the class, and you know there's still um, well, a couple they, months they to have, finish it. And they do, and they have remember they have Thursday and Friday this week. Yeah, but I don't but think there's going to be they're, any they're probably, popping probably. then. Um, but the, you know they then they have a oh, February fifth is National Signing Day, and then they have a a, a couple months or a few months after that. Yeah, but they. There's only so many they can get, right? They're they're not. Right. They're, they're, uh, this was the bulk. Of yeah, the this class. is the big day, um, and I mean, came up short in a couple of spots. That, and then it screws you on your backup plans, right? Like, there's no once you miss on Green and Flo, you thought you're going to hopefully get one of those two. You're a linebacker. And you wonder than you who's like, who's left because most a lot of the guys signed. Yeah, so I, I tweeted this out earlier. Just a list of where all the guys. All the four and five star recruits from Florida went, um, and there are still seven unsigned. One's committed to Miami, okay. Willie Moisey from Chaminade Madonna. Um, two are committed to Florida, a pair of South Florida wide receivers. One is committed to Florida State, um, a wide receiver from Venice. And then there's you know there's a safety from Deland, who's actually Lorenzo Lingard's cousin, who Miami will be in the mix for. There is uh, Xavier Henderson, a wide receiver from Columbus, who Miami's not really in the mix for. He's going to announce at the All-American Bowl next month. Um, there's Henry Parrish, uh, running back from Columbus. Miami's just, they don't need another running back, so they're not going to be no, in there. Right, exactly. Um, and I don't remember who the last one was. That might be it, actually. But So there are guys out there. I mean, Avante Williams, the, the four-star safety from D-Land, will be their big target. And then they'll try to, you know, there's an offensive lineman from IMG that they're recruiting a little bit. You know, just like a, a three-star guy. So they'll fill out some depth, but it, it's hard to, like, make another splash um, between now and signing day. Although there's always, you know, a couple guys who pop up, out-of-state guys that maybe thought they were going to go somewhere and it didn't work out. And Miami can kind of start, like Mark Cuz Ezard. Or maybe somebody, get, maybe they, some people leave. On the roster. Yeah, I mean that's always possible right? too. It and changes they your priorities. They can get. Well, they've got they've got six. I not spots. recruits. I didn't mean recruit. I meant transfers. They can get. Some yeah, transfers yeah, they can always get. That'll be where they fill out a lot of this. It'll be somewhere to last year, but I think the the core of this class is better than it was last year, which is important, um, and especially considering they went six and six. But um, 
Well, we, we you gotta you need talent to win. You need and, to win to get talent. It's it. like a self perpetuating. I thing, mean, right? Manny's not. I don't. I don't believe Manny's gonna have a. He's got to get it done this season. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I I'm not sure if he'd have another season if yeah. it's six and six. To me, I keep talking about the offensive linemen. The big reason that's a killer is this was a weirdly good year for offensive linemen in South Florida. Get South Florida is usually it's not like a spot where. You find, you know, there's a lot of you know, more NFL players come from down here than anywhere else, but it's not usually offensive linemen. This year, there's Marcus Dumerville, who's a, a four-star tackle from St. Thomas Aquinas, who's going to Louisville, uh, committed to Louisville, or sorry, not Louisville, LSU, committed to LSU today. Um, Miami was always like sort of in the fringes of his recruitment, and then earlier this year, Isaiah Walker committed to Florida, a uh, four-star mm-hmm. tackle from Norland, who is pretty much between Miami and Florida, and picked Florida, and that's. You know, those are two guys who potentially would have been your starting left tackle in a year or two, and you just totally miss out on both of them. Yeah, that's... And there's, you know, there's a couple others. Gerald Mincy, a, a tackle from Cardinal Gibbons, is like a, would have been a good depth piece. Like, there, there are guys, and they just didn't hit on them, which which is tough, because that's the hard, that's where they've struggled most to recruit, and when you got guys in your backyard, you know, that's kind of always been the re- excuses. It's, it's hard to so recruit long. offensive linemen because there aren't good offensive linemen down here. But so when there are offensive linemen down here, you gotta hit on them. Yeah. Right. All right. Should we and wrap the, up with uh, the uh, with the ugly? Just like when there are really good skill players, you can't let them go to Nebraska. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough too. It's one thing to lose guys to Clemson and Alabama and Georgia, even Florida right now because you know they're the trendy in-state team. It's tough when you're losing them to to Nebraska. <laughs> All right, let's finish up with the ugly. Uh, we touched on Francois already, and that was just not pretty all around with whatever was going on behind the scenes there. Um, it's still not total clarity, but clearly uh, did not go as planned today for him. Uh, although in the end, you know, he was always planning to commit to Nebraska and, and still did that. Um, but so let's talk about the one decommitment Miami got hit with today. Romello Height, uh, three-star outside linebacker, defensive end from um, Dublin, Georgia. You know, kind of one of the sleepers in the class for Miami. I think some of the recruiting services had him as a four-star guy. Yes, yes, um, yes. He wasn't three by everybody. Committed and, to Miami in the summer over, like, Kentucky. He was, like, the other big school in the mix. Mm-hmm. Florida a little bit. Um, and, you know, had been all Miami. Like, whenever I talked to, like – I remember the first time I heard about – the the first time I heard about the famous group chat with all the 2020 recruits is uh, Don Chaney told me about it and I was like oh who's like funny in it and like the first one was like Romello's hilarious like that was the first guy he brought up as a guy who was pretty vocal pretty active in that group um, and then and he's tall yeah tall big <laughs> good na- defensive end his I name mean, is height, height and he's six four yep, he would have been a you know, I think the defensive end hall was pretty good. Would have been, like, elite with him, potentially, because I think he has a chance to really overperform his ranking. Um, and then over the weekend, you know, Auburn started to come in a little bit. And then over the and weekend, there was a the rumor. that his dad wanted him to go to Auburn. And, and there's a, the- a rumor over the weekend that maybe he took an official visit to Auburn. A couple of reporters reach no. out to him. He's like, no, he sent Gary Furman of Kane's Sport a, uh, a picture of his feet, <laughs> which I think is going to like live in Kane's Twitter <laughs> infamy. Um, the picture of Romello Heights' feet, chilling on his couch, <laughs> saying, no, nah, I've been here all weekend. Um, 
And then today he commits to Auburn, um, flips from Miami. Um, kind of a thing we all knew was coming, but still just like it wasn't a – I, I uh, did not handle it well, I would say. Totally didn't handle it. Yeah, he lied and, yeah, not classy. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't sure. like to, like, get on kids for, like, whatever they're doing, but, like – Come on, man. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to lie to people, like, I'm sure the coaches knew behind the scenes what was going on more than we did, but still, just like, come on, man. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I'm sure Manny is thinking, all right, good riddance. Yeah, well, at the same time, he's, yeah, (laughs) it's kind of the whole thing, like, Manny's like, in our mind, we, we didn't lose anyone today, right? Because we knew that, but like, until... Thursday, you thought you were going to get him? Like, just because he took a late official visit doesn't mean you didn't want him. You, you right. only don't want him because he took that late official visit. If he never took that, like, you would have been fine with the fact that he thought about it. Like, it's right. it's this right. whole, he's going to pl- put the spin on it, but that's a that's a tough hit. You know, it's a position of strength, so it's not a killer. It's not like if Jalen Rivers had done it, and you're like, crap, we have oh, that, no that tackles now, we're screwed. Or, you know, Florida State has had to happen with quarterbacks a couple times. Like, defensive end is a, a spot you can take a hit at if you're Miami. But, like we were saying with defense, like with running backs, where you have a room that's stacked like that, you want every position group to be stacked like that. And it's just one hit to a defensive end room that it's going to be really good, I think, next year, but would have been even better with him in it. So, anything else uh, before we wrap up? And, and get ready for the bowl game? Yeah. I guess yeah, this is probably the last time we're recording before the bowl, which is a week out when you guys are listening to this, right? It'll be, what's it? Today's Wednesday, so tomorrow's Thursday, and the bowl's the 26th. Yeah. So a week out when you talk, when you guys listen to this, uh, what are you thinking going in? Anything? The bowl game? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think I might have said this last time. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel it. You got to talk to people, players, yesterday. I wasn't here yesterday for practice. What was... What was, what was practice like? Did you find uh, anything insightful? I mean, the, the you know, K.J. Osborne, he's a good kid. He was, he's, he's, he said he's excited, um, but I think he compared it to a field trip, which made me a little worried. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, Shaq, of course, Shaq and Shaq and Quarterman and Michael Pinckney are both if they're both playing, playing. Yeah, if they're both playing, they're both they'll be playing. excited, right? You're not going to They're excited. They'll they'll give it their all. I yeah. I think they will definitely give it their all. And uh I just I don't know. I I have said this I say this all the time. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I just this season I there somebody said, I think DJ Scaife said something like uh, oh we we won't take them for we won't take them lightly and I'm thinking you won't take them lightly you just lost to FIU and Duke right I mean the, why would they take anybody lightly the you great know, motivator just, for I Miami know, that's like a cliche I don't want to hear yeah the great motivator my for Miami should be uh the fear of embarrassment right yeah that's Very what you're good playing point. for yeah right? We'll see how good of a motivator the fear of embarrassment is. But Manny like, is Manny is. You don't want it. that to be your motivator, but Manny, it has to be your motivator right well, now. Well, Manny's making it 
uh, a, a competition. Right. That's like why that, I would play a lot kids. of these young guys because, right, like yeah. Jafari Harvey is going to be more excited to play in this game than he will be. Than, but also, like, Trayvon Hill would have been. Right? I agree, and they're really good players, but they're also totally inexperienced. Yeah. And they're going to go out there and you know get beat probably yeah, yeah. and they, like they've not been in that situation and like i mean i don't know if they'll play jeremiah payton i believe the word is he played him four games so you have yes. to burn his red shirt um he played like, him for you can't you don't have a lot of wide receivers available you can't though that'll be, that'll blow right like some of some of these guys are, are just not gonna be able to play because of uh if they want to keep those red shirts intact, right. guys you would like to see. Because they really like Jeremiah Payne. Yeah, so I guess like the, you're going to play the corners probably. You'll play uh, Jafari Harvey. Harvey. They, they mentioned Jason Blissett today as a guy mm-hmm. who should play. Um, Sam Brooks. But he like Sam the Brooks. linebackers are both going to play, and they're going to want to play every snap, right? Because that's what they do. So like those, those opportunities right. aren't going to be there. This is true. Um, so yeah, it's like those two defensive linemen and, and the corners. And if you play, you know, play those corners, do that. But that's a spot where you can get embarrassed if you don't know what you're doing, right? Like I think both yeah. those guys are good. They're just about as talented as any of the corners they have on the roster to Corey Couch and, and Christian Williams. But they're totally unproven. And, yeah, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. Now, when I think about it more, I I, I mean they're gonna have the talent right. advantage, right? Like they do all year. Probably a bigger talent advantage than they did against like Duke. Louisiana t- and but, you know um, um, Blake Baker was a coach was a defensive there, coordinator the last, there last yeah year. last year and he was there I think the last four years yeah Manny came from there uh, yeah Honda came and from there he, he knows all the guys and uh, it, sh- it should be interesting and they know him but I mean he knows their defense yeah. really well so maybe that that could help a little bit but, yeah I'll uh, say they they yeah, run a similar I, I'm sure they run a similar I haven't done any much research on them, but I'm sure they run a similar defense to Miami because of all the ties they have there. So right. it'll be like watching Miami versus less talented Miami, but probably more motivated Miami. Less talented and more motivated. And the quarterback sure, competitions are really too. And also I mean, they're home. Let's face it. They're home, right? Yeah. I, they're yeah an hour I think from so. their stadium. Yeah. One hour. And they're, you know, I guess fans will go to it because it's, a big bowl for them. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see the quarterbacks. Maybe who knows? You know, that's a competition. It'll be inter- I'm excited to see oh, who yeah. starts. I, right. I just I, I I can't I'm yeah. You know now word is Tate Martell is getting, mi- getting back, in the mix. But I don't I I I don't know. I think that would be odd if he started. Yeah. After right after two leaves of absences and mm-hmm. um I don't know. All right. He hasn't. He hadn't been around for a while. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's wrap up there. Um, anything? Uh, anything else? Anything no, to plug? Other... Anything you've been working on? No. Time to go to sleep. Yeah. Bedtime. Um, <laughs> you can follow we'll Susan. Have some, we'll have some coach. Yeah, we're gonna have lots of like reaction theories. analysis from signing day, pretty much up until the bowl game, and then we'll have the bowl game, and then. And then we'll look forward to the spring. Well, we kind of jump back into recruiting in, this, in January, also, recruiting, right? Yeah, right. Never sleeps. Recruiting part two. Yep. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at smillerdegnan. 
You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, I'll be at the Camellia Bowl this weekend if you are an FIU Ooh, alumnus listening to this. Uh, you can follow me for your FIU updates. I was also spent all last week in Daytona Beach at the uh, state football championships, which was pretty fun. Oh, we went that seven was for great. seven in South Florida. Um, so Maybe if you missed out on any of that, some really check interesting out. stories. So if you yes. missed out on any of that, you can check all of that out at MiamiHerald.com. I also uh, wrote a little bit of uh, feature on Don Chaney Jr. for our signing day coverage. So uh, if you want to know more about the prize uh, commit in this class and, you know, a guy who had a Miami offer before his freshman year and kind of kept living up to the hype, uh, you can check that out at MiamiHerald.com also. And it was in, uh, I believe, Wednesday print, I guess. I don't get the print paper in my apartment, so... <laughs> thanks as always for listening I guys uh, we, next time we talk to you we will be talking to you live from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana uh, we'll record after the bowl next week and kind of wrap up the season there um, thanks as always for listening and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week bye everybody bye everybody